I really would have liked to introduce this episode to you properly, but, uh, instead maybe I'm going to play you the sound of writer's block in my head and we can enjoy it together. That's all I've got for this one. Sorry. Welcome back to Why Are We Shouting? With me, Jill Salzman, here to help entrepreneurs get down to business. I want to talk to you about small business blunders, ways that entrepreneurs shine, and valuable lessons about growing your biz. Why? Because I run the number one platform that helps mom entrepreneurs to build better businesses. It's called The Founding Moms. And we're always looking for women who want to get better at marketing, branding, and sales. It's a pretty awesome place. Go see it for yourself at foundingmoms.com. This week, let's talk about writing all the things that you have to write. It's tedious, it's exhausting, and it can drive a person up a wall because having to concoct so many words so frequently when you're running a small business is its own form of insanity, don't you think? I just finished another Stephen King book. It's his memoir, called On Writing, A Memoir of the Craft. It's a truly delightful read. I mean, who isn't a fan of one of his many books? From Carrie, to The Shining, to The Green Mile, to Misery, to It? I could keep going. He was really prolific. But this one's not scary. He's published 64 novels, if you didn't know, including seven under the pen name Richard Bachman and five nonfiction books. He's also written over 200 short stories. He talks a lot in the book about where he writes, what he writes, and how he's come to write a number of his greatest hits. It also gave me pause. Well, more like food for thought for those of us entrepreneurial folk who are content creators and need to come up with thousands of words in a variety of particular orders every day or week or month. In a given week, I write several newsletters. I might write an article or a blog post for my business or for somebody else's. I may fill out two to three interview forms sent my way from publishers that consider email forms interviews. I write or edit social media captions, and I write too many emails to count. I'd venture to say that it's enough to fill several books, and I've already published two of those too. Let's not even talk about website copy, marketing materials, or drip campaigns, okay? If you're like me, you need to come up with content to please readers. It's gotta be chock full of value, and it's gotta be concise. No one has time to read anymore, they say. While that's not exactly true, time is certainly of the essence. I mean, have you heard any of my previous podcast episodes? They don't even make it to the 15-minute mark. We also need to come up with content frequently. The frequency thing kills it for a lot of entrepreneurs who end up slacking on social posts or sending out newsletters. Are you nodding with me? Because, let's be honest, who has time? Or... What do you have to say that anyone would really be interested in? That fear drives a lot of us into silence. It drives the rest of us into word hemorrhaging until we get it right. You could call it practice or playing with words. 
I'm one of the suckers who does the former in some areas, like social media, and the latter in other areas, like my newsletters. The one thing I've noticed that you may have too, after years of writing, is that my readers have come with me. I didn't plan for it. Heck, I didn't even know I'd have readers. When I write a newsletter, I really do have something to say. And when it goes out to readers who really read the thing, they often have reactions, and they let me know exactly what those are. It might be an argument that I hadn't thought of. It might be that they were really inspired by the story or the quote that I included. One time there was a comment I made about a political figure who was a first in being a woman and a minority to shine on the national stage. And while the comment wasn't political at all, I received really ragey replies via email from folks who backed the opposing political party. No matter the replies, what I'm pointing out is that wittingly or unwittingly, my readers have gotten to know me over time. They've developed a sense about me and the value that I offer because they know at this point, and you'd know, by the way, after reading only a few weeks of my emails, the following. First, I'm really direct honest and transparent. If you're looking for flowery or beat around the bushy, you'd hit unsubscribe. Second, I'm going to highlight things that you may not have realized already or put together concepts that you wouldn't otherwise bother to because that's my favorite thing to do in the whole wide world. Third, I'm going to use plain English. No giant vocabulary to wade through. No Shakespearean wandering through my thoughts that would exist only to make you think that I'm so smart. Too many entrepreneurs do that in an attempt to look educated or wise or knowledgeable. There's too much distraction from the point in doing that. And with so little time to capture your attention, I can't bear the thought of losing you. As I've noticed that my readers have come with me over the years... I've also noticed that I can lean on certain writing tricks that they know come with my brand. I can contract anything. I don't do I am, or I will, or I want to. It's all I'm and I'll and I wanna. Because who has time? And because I know you won't doubt my spelling skills, you know I'm just getting to the point and fast. I've noticed that I can throw certain jokes into my writing. <laughs> Or pause with a serious comment. And they'll go with me. They'll laugh when they're meant to laugh without my having to write it in a way that's seriously contrived. They'll get serious with me if I need them to. Because they respect all of the other times that I was serious about something. Like, you know, this pandemic we had. Punctuating my writing here and there with something serious amid the lighter stuff gives shape to what I send to my readers. It's not always humorous 100% of the time. It's not always serious either. The mashup seems to be both their preference and mine. So if you're a writer in your business, and I'm going to go ahead and guess that of course you are, I wanted to make a couple of suggestions for you after a billion trials and tribulations on my end over the years. Don't be afraid to try everything. Usually I go through trials and tribulations so that you don't have to. But on this one, I recommend that you do. You can't learn how to do it from other folks giving you advice. And you won't know what your readers like or dislike until they tell you. And they will tell you. Write how you speak. 
Enough with the crusty old English. Or trying to sound like someone else. You can't find your voice unless you use your voice. When writer's block comes for you, and it will, move to a different spot. I mean, move physically. Get up and move your laptop from your desk to your couch. Move from your home to your backyard. Last week, I really did drive to a nearby park where I was riding on a bench until a deer walked by and scared the crap out of me. New spots may spark the creativity you need, deer or no deer. Or, more honestly, the realizing you want to say that thing, that moment, it happens to all of us in a new environment. Whatever you do, don't stop writing. We want to read the things you have to say the way that you write them. By the way, you can't get better by taking breaks. You can't get better by putting it off. You can't get better by constantly reading everything, everywhere, and never writing. And no, we won't hate what you write. We may ignore it. We may delete it from time to time. But your words are your words. So we're all way less invested than you think we are. You don't call. You don't write. Why not do both? Call or text me at 708-872-7878 and you can leave me a message there any which way so that I can talk to you in a future episode. Then go to ratethispodcast.com slash why are we shouting and leave a review. It helps other listeners discover these entrepreneurial stories so that they can build better businesses. Shout out to Lindsay, Aaron, and Stephen King for making this podcast with me. I can't recommend his book on writing highly enough, nor can my founding moms members. I got the recommendation from them. Hey, thanks to you for listening. I'll see you next week.